Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15-minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 313. This is Daniel Meisler, starting off with security news. Web3 and NFT analysis. Moxie Marlinspike wrote a brilliant piece last week on Web3 and NFTs. Web3 is such a major topic, I thought it was worth covering in depth here and in the security section. The biggest point of his piece, at least to me, was that there's generally no mechanism for ensuring the integrity of NFTs right now. Now, a couple of his detractors were quick to point out that this is not true in all cases, but it is true in many cases. But what Moxie did was really cool. So he created his own example NFT, which was just a link to a web server. Then he proceeded to modify and delete what existed there. And the result of this was insane. So he could basically have an NFT in an NFT wallet at one moment. He could delete it off of his server, which of course he controlled and the NFT would disappear from the wallet. And this is the exact opposite of what people expect from blockchain, hashes. You know, the thought and the idea is that you have extreme integrity. And what he did was point out that, no, you don't actually have integrity right now in many implementations. NFTs are just a link to a distant location which someone else controls. The second major point, which is larger in scope, is that Web3 is all based on servers, not on clients. And people generally don't want to run their own servers. This means that there will be tremendous pressure for big companies to run most of those servers, aka most of Web3. The overall takeaway for me was very, I don't think that word means what you think it means. In the sense that most people believe blockchain and Web3 have this powerful integrity built in right now, today. But Moxie demonstrated very clearly, both with pros and with examples, that this is not the case. And this doesn't mean that Web3 is completely lost by any means. I mean, it just started like 15 minutes ago. So this is not an indication that there's no chance of success. But it does give one pause when hundreds of billions of dollars are being thrown around in NFTs and Web3 based on assumptions around integrity that aren't currently true. A North Korean cyber espionage group called Kony has been linked to attacks on the Russian Federation's Ministry of Foreign Affairs. These attacks start with credential stuffing and then loading malware to steal intelligence. Venture funding in the cybersecurity space crossed $20 billion in 2021, and the last quarter set a new quarterly record of $7.8 billion. And many of you are in the cybersecurity space and you can feel this pressure. There is a lot of interest right now in cybersecurity startups. It's the best time I can ever remember. Part of the Pegasus spyware package has been uploaded by a security researcher to GitHub. This was basically only the backdoor portion of it. QNAP has warned its users to get its NAS devices off of the internet, and it's given instructions on how to do so. This comes after months of repeated vulnerabilities affecting multiple different types of NAS devices, but definitely QNAP in many cases. 
SSH 8.9 will include agent restriction, which will have two main functions. One, a safe runtime store for unwrapped private keys, removing the need to enter a passphrase for each use, which I'm really looking forward to, and a way to forward access to private keys to remote hosts without exposing the private keys themselves. The U.S. military is working hard to counter the threat posed by hobbyist-level drones. The problem is that they're both small and cheap, and you can basically strap explosives to them. Possible solutions range from lasers to microwave blasts, which, if you're being strict about it, are kind of the same thing, just different frequencies. VMware has patched a bug affecting ESXi, Workstation, and Fusion, which could result in system takeover. And WordPress has been updated to address multiple vulnerabilities leading up to denial of service. The New York State Office of the Attorney General has warned 17 companies that 1.1 million customers have had their accounts compromised using credential stuffing. And Google has purchased Simplify, a late-stage Israeli company in the source space for around $500 million. The Israelis continue to crush it in the aforementioned cybersecurity space. Technology news. Apple has become the first company to hit $3 trillion in market cap. It was also the first to hit $2 trillion, and if it has any success with a rumored headset and or car, it'll probably be the first to $4 trillion as well. And I attribute a lot or even most of this to Tim Cook and his expertise in managing supply chains. GameStop is getting into NFTs. BlackBerry devices stopped working on January 4th, for real this time. OpenSea, the largest NFT trading website, is now valued at $13 billion. Twitter is rolling out a new test feature where people do video reactions to tweets, just like TikTok. It's been 15 years since Steve Jobs revealed the iPhone. Remember where I was that day and what I was doing. It was a big day for me, and it led to me becoming an Apple person, which I've been ever since. And I was not at all an Apple person before. In fact, I was quite a bit anti-Apple. And the iPhone is what changed that. Human news. The new James Webb Space Telescope is making tremendous progress towards becoming operational, like a happy Death Star. With the massively negative focus of most news in the last couple of years, I'm definitely following this story closely. The telescope will allow us to see roughly 100 times further than Hubble. And since distance is time when it comes to light, that means we'll be able to see all the way back to close to the Big Bang. Super excited about this. And the NASA site for this, which we link to here in the show, is pretty good. You should check it out. A record 4.5 million Americans quit their jobs in November. The number of open positions also fell from 11.1 million to 10.6 million in October. Between 2009 and 2018, the proportion of adolescents reporting having no sexual activity, including masturbation, rose from 29% to 44% among men, and from 50% to 74% for women. Three quarters of women. Adolescents. The Mayo Clinic fired 700 unvaccinated employees due to non-compliance with vaccination policy, and that equal to around 1% of its workforce. 
a new nasal spray that prevents dementia is moving into human trials. It combines an antibiotic and resveratrol to combat plaques in the brain that are known to be associated with cognitive decline. And one out of every 153 American workers works for Amazon. One out of every 153 American workers is an Amazon employee. That is a very snow crash number to me. Content ideas and analysis. The unsupervised learning everyday carry. Many have asked what my EDC is, i.e. what tools and gadgets I keep on my person and use every day. And this member-only post answers that question and goes into why I use each item. Mentor versus nemesis. I enjoyed this piece on how many great people weren't encouraged by mentors as much as they were energized by a nemesis. I see this dynamic a lot in life, actually, where there's a healthy tension and competition between friends and peers in a particular space, or even just associates, or even just like outright competitors. The bug bounty space is a great example where you have lots of very smart hackers and creators putting out content. They're friends, but they're also competing. And some of them have one or more nemesises, nemesi, I don't know what the plural is, that drive them to be better. I'm not sure the right balance of positive and negative of push and pull, but I do think that it's natural to be driven by negative competition. I personally use a different tactic, which is competing with the best in the world, including people who are dead, and imagining them just sort of shaking their finger in disgust because I'm not accomplishing what they accomplished. Like Edison, for example, sleeping under his work desk. Although that can be an unhealthy thing to look up to. The usefulness of prepping. A Tucker Max blog post about prepping blew up recently. It's all about what you need to truly get ready for a massive crash and what actually won't work even though people think it will. I thought it was a good piece and it echoed my thoughts on the topic quite a bit. The most important of which was that if you don't have a community defense strategy, you don't actually have a survival strategy. Meaning you can have all the food stores you want, but if you can't defend them from a group of men with guns, you don't actually have much. My current methodology isn't much modified by this piece, i.e. basically having enough to escape and survive for a few weeks while things go back to normal after like a natural disaster in California would be an earthquake, right? But I still contend that if the U.S. or the world economy falls, there's nothing my short-term bug-out bags are going to help me with after a few weeks. To be safe, after that point, you basically need a place in Idaho to meet your friends and start a new civilization. And note about this, a lot of the prediction and political stuff in this piece I just don't agree with, but I did find the preparation stuff thought-provoking. I versus T-shaped people, which are better for which jobs? This was an interesting piece and discussion on Hacker News about someone who typically looks for I-shaped people, which are narrow and deep, versus T-shaped people who are broad and shallow. But this person also happened to notice that most of their best projects had a good mix of both I and T people. I personally tend to look for people who are unicorns in this way, being mostly T, but with one or two I-like areas. I think that combined with some really strong I's in critical areas is probably the best mix. And of course, that all depends on the project. Notes. Not sure who will notice, but I simplified the newsletter design for this episode, starting new here in January. 
took me many hours to do. Um, so if you noticed and cared, I would love to hear from you. We had a great UL book club on Sunday discussing good strategy, bad strategy. The next book has been chosen, and we have the next couple picked out after that as well. Great discussion today, which was yesterday, and can't wait for the next one. And final note for this week, I continue to struggle with blatant plagiarism of my content online, and I'm looking for a solution to it. So if you know of any solutions that kind of crawl your own website, have signatures essentially for that, and then crawl the internet searching for those terms, and then look for hits that match, which of course are not yours. I think that is the algorithm that this sort of software would need to use. So if you know of any vendors that do that, or even private contractors that do that, let me know. And the sponsor discovery for the week, PlexTrack, the purple teaming platform. PlexTrack is the premier cybersecurity reporting and workflow management platform. With PlexTrack, security service providers and teams of all sizes can cut report writing time in half, streamlining workflows, improving collaboration and communication, and can gain a real-time view of their security posture. Head over to plextrack.com slash unsupervised learning to download their Writing a Killer Pentest Report white paper. This white paper shows how PlexTrack helps cybersecurity practitioners produce quality work faster so they could focus on winning the right battles. Discovery? I just bought two of these new small plastic translucent blue masks, and they actually have N95 filters that fit right inside of them. They're actually fairly cheap, but it was recommended by Clive Thompson, and uh, I bought a couple for us to try out, let you know how it goes. My personal note-taking journey, the rise of performative work, quote, it's not what you do, it's how ostentatiously you do it. Ethereum's reference on smart contract security. AI is eating the world's workforce with job automation. Six ways to delete yourself from the internet. GovInfo RSS feeds, a massive list of RSS feeds that lets you track what the U.S. government is doing, from bills to budgets to congressional committee meetings and more. The wall, near real-time animations of geostationary satellites. Keyboard Drill, an elegant website that helps you learn to type faster. So this is super fun. I was playing with it. You basically give it a words per minute target, and it drills you with a single word until you get that fast, you know, that target speed for that particular word, and then it gives you another word. Really smart, really simplistic website. Love it. Fuff, my favorite web fuzzer, which is written in Go. Nuclei. The future of vulnerability scanning, in my humble opinion. It's YAML-based signatures for finding issues across multiple protocols. And Nuclei Templates, a repository of check types that can be used with Nuclei. And a TomNomNom Recon Tools Primer. A previous post of mine going over my favorite recon tools from TomNomNom. And the recommendation of the week. Spend this time in January to lock in a solid daily routine. As James Clear says in Atomic Habits, we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. That means you need a good system. I got a link to my system here, which I just put up a couple weeks ago, and I spent like a week researching it and capturing it during the holiday break. But it doesn't matter so much which one you use, you know, within reason. 
it matters more that you actually have one and that you use it rather than relying on luck or hope to actually accomplish your goals. Find an algorithm that will get you where you want to be and follow that algorithm. And the aphorism for the week. The three most harmful addictions are heroin, carbohydrates, and a monthly salary. The three most harmful addictions are heroin, carbohydrates, and a monthly salary. Nassim Taleb. I hope you have a good week, and we'll see you next time.